Thursday morning. It is Thursday, June 10th of 2021, and you are listening to Inside Four Walls with your host, that's me, James Madison. Today I'll be trying to make two episodes, the first one a bit fun as opposed to the last one, because the last one's Balls to the Walls, Escalation of War with China, most likely on the horizon. Yeah. What's the term I'm looking for? Uh... Somebody's window shifting. Tim talks about all the fuck time. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I should probably get out of there. But the first one, I want to step outside. Not just America and world politics. Let's go to the stars in this first episode of Inside Four Walls for the Morning. I may or may not make that second one. It is pretty heavy and I got a lot of really do. It is currently 634. Uh, and a little bit of a side note, I'll be getting some of my official, I'll get, be getting my official press credentials renewed and in the mail soon, yeah, and I have some in the field outfits coming, do with that information what you might. The first story of the day comes from CNN, hundreds of mysterious fast radio bursts detected in space by Ashley Strickland of CNN. Updated at 1.28 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday, June 10th of 2021. Article begins now. (coughs) Okay, now. Hundreds of mysterious fast radio bursts have been detected in space. Thanks to a Canadian telescope and international group of researchers, the origins of these bright, millisecond-long flashes of light are unknown because of the burst, or FRBs, are unpredictable and vanish quickly. Scientists first observed them in 2007, and in the decade following, they've only observed about 140 bursts across the universe. Quote, the thing about FRBs is that they are hard to catch, said Kayoshi Moshe, assistant professor of physics at MIT and member of the universe's Kavali Institute for Astrophysics and Space Research. Quote, you have to... Uh, pardon me, let me restart that. Quote, you have to have your radio telescope pointed at just the right place at just the right time, and you can't predict where and when that will be. And quote, most radio telescopes only see a patch of sky the size of the moon at any given time, meaning the vast majority of FRBs are go unseen, Mashi said. That all changed when the CHIME, C-H-I-M-E, telescope located at the Dominion Radio Astrophysical Observatory in British Columbia, Canada, began receiving radio signals in 2018 during its first year of operation. I highly recommend looking up. This is a very fascinating-looking piece of technology. The CHIME radio telescope, pictured here, detected 535 fast radio bursts or FRBs, in the first year of operation. That's a very fascinating-looking piece of technology. Uh, it kind of makes me grow my skateboard, if I'm being honest. <laughs> anyway, back to the article. The stationary radio telescope, called the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, wow, that's a long name, detected 535 new fast radio bursts between 2018 and 2019. This enabled scientists to create the CHIME catalog of fast radio bursts, which was presented Wednesday at the, at the 238th American Astronomical Society's meeting, an event that's occurring virtually. 
Ah, side note here. Of course it is. You have a bunch of fucking eggheads meeting each other. Ew, cooties. Don't want to be in line. Groundbreaking research. Cannot have a handshake. Physically involved. Zoom. Zoom. Zoom it. Sorry, that was random. Don't mind the ASMR. I gotta drink my drink. <sighs> I am having breakfast after all. <clears throat> Back to the article. Not only does the catalog expand on known number of fast radio bursts, but it also broadens the information available about their location and properties. While most of the fast radio bursts occurred just once, 61 of them were repeating radio bursts from the 18 sources, or from 18 sources. The repeating bursts appeared differently. Each flash lasts a little longer than the single burst. When a burst repeats, scientists have a much better chance of tracing it back to its point of origin. <laughs> These locations could help scientists determine what causes the radio burst as well. Based on their observations, the researchers believe that single fast radio bursts may have source may have sources that are different from repeating ones. Ooh, quote, with all these sources we can really start getting a picture of what FRBs look like as a whole, what astrophysics might be driving these events, and how they can be used to study the universe going forward, said Caitlin Shin, Chime member, <clears throat> pardon me, and graduate student of the, Ma of the Massachusetts Institute of Technologies, MIT, Department of Physics, in a statement. How Chime Works the CHIME telescope functions a bit differently from others used for radio astronomy. The array of four giant radio antennas, comparable to the size and shape of four half-pipes used for snowboarding. Now, I think it's skateboarding, but alright. I mean, after all, these are scientists. They would know skateboarding and snowboarding, I'm sure. Are entirely motionless. As Earth rotates on its axis, this array receives radio signals from half of the sky. Typically, Radio dishes move to capture light from different arrays in the sky, or different areas in the sky, pardon me. Instead, Chime uses an all-digital design and has a correlator, a digital signaling processor to capture incoming radio signals. It can churn through massive amounts of data, about 7 terabits per second. Jesus! or the equivalent of a small percentage of global internet traffic. <laughs> Quote, Digital signal processing is what makes Chime able to reconstruct and, quote, look at thousands of directions simultaneously, end quote, Mushisi said. That's what helps it detect FRBs a thousand times more often than our traditional telescope. The 335 bursts detected by Chime came from all parts of the skies and space. Uh, pardon me. Based on the information they gathered, the researchers circulated that these bright, fast radio bursts likely occur about 800 times per day across the entire sky. Quote, that's kind of a beautiful, that's kind of the beautiful thing about the field. FRBs are really hard to see, but when... But they're not uncommon. If you close your eyes, if your eyes could see radio flashes, 
the way you can see camera flashes, you would see them at all times if you looked up. While these bursts would be intriguing enough based on their mysterious nature alone, scientists also believe they can use these bursts to have a better understanding of the universe and even map the distribution of gas across it. When these radio waves travel through space, it's likely they're encountering gas or plasma. They can distort the waves, change their properties, and even their trajectory. Determining this information about a radio burst could help scientists estimate the distance it traveled and how much gas it encountered. Quote, this carries a record within, within it of the structure of the universe that it, uh, that it has traveled through on its way to get from the source to us. Mashi said, quote, because of this, we think that they are going to be the ultimate tool for studying the universe. Many of these bright radio bursts detected by Chime travel from distant, ga distant galaxies and were likely created by incredibly energetic sources. But researchers are still trying to determine the exact nature of these sources. They, they have here a sky map that shows fast radio bursts based on Chime's detections. And it's just yellow and blue dots all across the board. Again, I really recommend looking at this article on CNN. I don't recommend CNN very often for much of anything, but this is actually a good article. With enough fast radio bursts, it may be possible to map out the large-scale structure of the universe. Quote, These large structures make up the filament of the cosmic web, said Alex Josephy, a doctoral student in physics at McGill University in Canada. Quote, with the FRB catalog, we have, the detected, we have detected this correlation between FRBs and large-scale structures. This is really, really exciting and ushers in a new era of fast radio burst cosmology. And that is the end of the first article, folks. See, I'm really putting together a out-of-this-world episode today, aren't I? A lot of big brainy stuff that is outside my wheelhouse, but that will not stop me from having fun reading it. And again, an article I recommend from CNN. Ooh, right? Now, moving on. We're going to have a bit of a fun article here from The Hill. It's not one of the more common conspiracy theories. The idea that everything you see in the sky is a projection. By who? We don't know. For what reason? Fuck who knows. But everything in the sky is a projection. That's right. From the sun to the moon, from the shooting stars, that little in this corner of the universe that's a black hole rocking towards us at a few billion miles a second. Don't worry about that or think about that too hard. It's all fake. It's a projection. Made to fool you. Most likely by the bourgeoisie, after all the birds do work for them, right? One man is so based, he asks the government if the federal agencies can change the Earth's or Moon's orbit to fight climate change. You heard me right, folks. This article from The Hill. Da 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 da. 
Gomert asks his federal agencies can change his, can change Earth's or the Moon's orbit to fight climate change. Whoa. Some kind of out there man coming forward with all this crazy space age ideas, man. But I tell you, man, modern problems like call for modern solutions, man. Into the article, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Rep. Louis Gomert, a Republican out of Texas, on Tuesday asked a representative from the from the U.S. Forest Service if it were possible to alter the orbit of the moon or the Earth as a way of combating climate change. Though it was unclear if he was being serious, he was being fucking serious, man, I tell ya. Everything's all a projection, and he's telling Elon Musk to change the fucking coding. The writing's on the walls, boys. It's on the walls. Get Alex Jones in on this shit, I tell ya. Gomert. Gomert. Was speaking with Jennifer Eberlin, Associate Deputy in Chief of the National Forest System. The system, man. During a House Natural Resources Committee's hearing, man, quote, dude, I understand from what's being testified to the Forest Service and the BLM, Bureau of Land Management, if you want very much to work on the Eberlein, or I totally skipped that, sorry, let me just restart that. Quote, I understand from what's being testified to the Forest Service and BLM, Bureau of Land Management, you want very much to work on the issue of climate change, Gomert said to Eberlein, adding that a past director of NASA had once told him that orbits of the moon and the Earth were changing. Whoa! That's some M. Night Shyamalama ding-dong shit, ain't it, bro? Quote, is there anything the National Forest Service or BLM fucking change, man? I can't orbit. I can't breathe in this orbit. Quote, is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Gomert asked Eberlein. Quote, obviously, they would have profound effects. Effects on our climate. Quote. Man, a lot of quotes, man. Quotes. Quote. I had to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. Eberlein responded. Eberlein's not going to respond, man. She's not going to follow up, dude. She's like Jen Pisaki. She's a circle back girl. You're going to hear back from her, bro. You're getting too close to the truth here, Mr. Gomer. A little too close for comfort, man. You're going to make the bourgeoisie tremble, man. You might get... Get... Get KFJ'd, man. <laughs> they have a series of tweets here from Forbes. Orbits, Rep. Louis Gomert asks whether the Forest Service or BLM can alter the orbit of the moon. Is this playable? I don't understand from what's been testified to the Forest Service and the BLM. You want very much to uh, work on the issue of climate change. I was... Uh, uh, informed by the media past director of NASA that they have found that the moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. Uh, we know there's been uh, significant solar flare activity. Um, 
And so is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. Yeah. Well, if you figure out a way that you in the... uh, Forest Service can make that change, I'd like to know. Uh, also, just to uh, put on your... <laughs> Gomert later responded to the tweets about his question by nothing BLM stands for, by nothing. BLM stands for the Bureau of Land Management. What? No, no that's legit. It says Gomert later responded to the tweets about his questions by noting BLM stands for national, by the Stands for the Bureau of Land Management. Tweet here from Louis Gomert. Exceedingly devious how you hid the context with an ellipse in your tweet. The hearing was about the Bureau of Land Management and climate change. BLM stands for the Bureau of Land Management. Hashtag fake news. Responding to Kurt Anderson. Uh, Rep. Louis Gomert. Questioning the associate, the associate deputy for the National Forest Service at House Committee, uh, quote, "You want very much to work on the issue." Okay, that's just okay. This is just that, that's the end of the article. This is just a fun article, all right. Have we ever considered that changing Earth, just just changing the the rotation of shit, man? That's kind of new to me. That's an out there concept. I'm sure he was joking. I would just love nothing more than to believe that he's being fucking serious. Because I I just watched that video and you just heard the audio of that. He didn't blink. He didn't smile. He just stared at his camera and asked that shit. So if he's joking, he's joking the same way in the exact same inflection that Trump was when he was like, maybe you can inject it. Maybe uh, just (laughs) snort Clorox (laughs) lines of it. And on to the next article. Do, 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 do. Let's see, New York Times or SciTech Daily? Let's see, let's go with SciTech Daily. Uh, From SciTech Daily, major scientific leap, quantum microscope created that can see the impossible by University of Queensland on June 9th, 2021. In a major scientific leap, University of Queensland researchers have created a quantum microscope that can reveal biological structures that would otherwise be impossible to see. This paves the way for applications in biotechnology and could extend far beyond this into areas ranging from navigation to medical medical imaging. The microscope is powered by, by the science of quantum entanglement, in effect Einstein described as spooky interactions at a distance. Professor Warwick Bowen from QT's or UQ's, sorry, Quantum Optics Lab and Arc Center of Excellence for Engineering Quantum Systems, EQUS, said it was first it was the first entanglement-based sensor with performance beyond the best possible existing technology. Quote, this breakthrough will spark all sorts of new technologies from better navigation systems to better MRI machines. You name it, Professor Bowen said. Quote, entanglement 
is thought to lie at the heart of quantum of a quantum revolution. We've finally demonstrated that sensors that use it can supersede existing non-quantum technologies. This is exciting. It's the first proof of a paradigm-changing potential of entanglement for sensing. End quote. Australia's quantum technologies roadmap sees quantum sensors spurning new wave of technological innovation for in healthcare, engineering, and transport and resources. A major success of the team's quantum microscope was its ability to catapult over, quote, hard barriers in traditional light-based microscopy. UQ's team, team of researchers, counterclockwise from the bottom left. Don't know why it says that. And this is a name. C-A-X-T-E-R-E. Casco. I'm not sure to pronounce the first name, so I'll just say Casco. Casco. <clears throat> UQ's team of researchers. Casco, Warwick Boeing, Lars Madsen, and Walid Muhammad. Aligning the quantum microscope. Quote, the best light microscope uses bright lasers that are billions of times brighter than the sun, Professor Bowen said. Quote, fragile biological systems, like a human cell, can only survive a short time in them. And this is a major roadblock. Quote, the quantum entanglement in our microscope provides 35% improved clarity without destroying the cell, allowing us to see the minute biological structure, or to see minute biological structures that would be otherwise invisible. Quote, the benefits are obvious. From a better understanding of living systems to improve diagnostic technologies. Sir Bowen said there were potentially, there was potentially boundless opportunities for quantum entanglement technology. Quote, entanglement is said to revolutionize computing communication and sensing he said quote absolutely secure communication was demonstrated some decades ago as the first demonstration of the absolute quantum of the absolute quantum advantage over conventional technologies quote computing faster than any possible conventional computer was demonstrated by google 2 years ago as the first demonstration of absolute of absolute advantage in computing, quote the last piece of the puzzle was sensing, and we have now closed that gap. This opens the door for some wide-ranging te technological revolutions. Reference nine June twenty twenty one. Oh, hmm. The research. Was supposed was supported by by the United States Air Force Office of Scientific Research and the Australian Research Council. Now I have to ask at the end of that article, shouldn't we stop where we are to, like with technology right now? We still, as humans, have that primal monkey brain left in our heads, left from our more tree-faring days. 
and now we have smartphones, smart this, smart that, Technolo- technology that by all means far exceed what we should have been capable of. We are at a point technologically superior, well, we are far as technological superior, like human-wise, right? Like, like, like how we're built, right? Humans are not the toughest animal. If you just dropped a normal human in the middle of a bunch of wild animals in some thick jungle, they would fucking die, most likely. Most of them would. So, I have to wonder, in a time when we already have smartphones, and people still fight, kill, and go to war with each other, even though we have the means to communicate and talk to anybody around the world, and with what technology's done, both in the culture war and on a human productive level, productive level, do we really need to keep escalating and advancing technology? Shouldn't we stop where we are now and let us catch up to where we are mentally as a whole species of people? I just question if we're ready for these kinds of advances in human history. Perhaps we shouldn't keep trying to be 100 years ahead of ourselves. I definitely feel like this could provide many deep issues going forward. Now, I only have two articles left. This one, Pipeline Investigation Upends the Idea that Bitcoin is Untraceable. Oh, no. Also, Joe Biden wants to tax Bitcoin. The FBI's recovery of Bitcoins paid in the... In the... In the colonial pipeline ransomware attack shows cryptocurrencies are not as hard to track as it might seem. Hmm. Actually, I lied. I'm not reading that article. I'm going to look up, uh, Bitcoin is traced in pipeline attack. Because, guess what? They want you to pay for a subscription to read their articles. And I'm not paying to read your subscription. I'm not paying to read your articles. Fucking New York Post. Oh, look. The New York Times article pops here here with a quick little blurb from 15 hours ago. On Monday, the Justice Department announced it had traced 63.7 of the 75 bitcoins. Some 2.3 million of the $4.3 million that Colonial Pipeline had paid to hackers as some as some of the ransomware attack that shut down the company's computer systems, prompting fuel shortages and a spike in gasoline prices. So when you're on the actual website, it wants you to pay to read that. But if you just Google Bitcoin is traced in Pipeline attack, it immediately just opens up. Boom, right there. And the New York Times has like four articles on this. Okay. Let me just see. Let me find one that's not. Do, 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 do. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, I can read this one. <laughs> Majority. Of the 4.4 million cryptocurrency ransom payment and Colonial Pipeline hacked recovered. Federal authorities dealt a, dealt a blow to a criminal hacking group that forced a shutdown of the Colonial Pipeline. Recovering the majority 
of the 4.4 million in cryptocurrency ransom paid to restore the energy system, Justice Department officials said Monday. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco said the FBI was able to quote turn the tables on the group of on the group known as the dark side believed to be based in Russia. Of course it's believed to be based in Russia because what isn't? At a Justice Department briefing, FBI Deputy Director Paul Abbott. Paul Abbott? And it's not the same Paul Abbott as Texas. I was just serendipity. Said investigators were able to trace the payment to virtual currency wallet. Virtual currency wallet. Then seized 2.3 million in cryptocurrency. Although it is unlikely the hackers would ever face charges in the U.S. Monaco and Abbott said the actions represented a significant strike against such groups, quote, depriving them of illicit benefits they seek. Quote, ransom payments are fueled at the... uh, Let me restart that. Ransom payments are the fuel that propels the digital extortion engine. And today's announcement demonstrates that the United States will use all available tools to make these attacks more costly and less profitable for criminals, for criminal enterprises, Monaco said. <clears throat> Quote, We will continue to target the entire ransomware ecosystem to disrupt and deter these attacks. <clears throat> the action also comes as President Joe Biden prepares for his first meeting with the Russian President Vladimir Putin where cybersecurity and Russia's cyber aggressions is expected to be a major subject of discussion. Let's just take into account, he's not having like a friendly meeting with Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin basically came out and said, Joe Biden's fucking retarded. If he wants to prove to me he doesn't have dementia, he will see me face-to-face and have a live debate. And that's what this is. This is a call-out, and he's going to face it. And by God, he better make sure Joe Biden's not wearing a fucking earpiece. Moving on. Crazy this thing's actually happening. I didn't think they would take him up on it. And lock my phone. Okay, back to the article. In the colonial case, investigators were able to track multiple transfers of Bitcoin by reviewing a public ledger. According to, according to court documents, the transfers represent payments made by a colonial by a colonial that had been transferred to an quote address whose password or private keys was known to the FBI, which then recovered the money. It is not the first time the FBI has had to make such a recovery, Monaco said, but it comes as cyber warfare has escalated, drawing comparisons to the terror attack attack after 9-11, or the comparisons to the war on terror. It says, to the terror war after 9-11. That just throws me off here. Let me read this whole thing back to you. It's not the first time the FBI has had to make such a, has had to make such a recovery, Monaco said, but it comes as cyber warfare has escalated, drawing comparisons to the terror war after 9-11. Who says terror war? It's war on terror. I, I just, that word throws me off. Quote, 
No organization is immune, Monaco said. Quote, so today I want to emphasize to leaders of corporations and communities alike the threat of severe ransomware attacks poses a clear and present danger to your organization, to your company, to your customers, to your shareholders, and to long-term success. Colonial CEO Joseph Blout said Monday that he was, quote, grateful for the FBI's work. Quote, holding cyber criminals accountable and disrupting the ecosystem that allows them to operate is the best way to deter and defend against future attacks of, the, of this nature, Blout said. Quote, the private sector also has an equally important role to play, and we must continue to take cyber threats seriously and investigate accordingly to harden our defenses. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Representative Adam Schiff, ew, a Democrat from California, Adam Shedd, said it was critical for, for the Biden administration to use, quote, a strong approach in cyber attacks, given the harsh consequences. Quote, the operation to seize more than 2 million in Bitcoin from cyber criminals whose conduct who conducted the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack is a significant success, sending a message to these criminal actors that we can and will impose consequences on them. Despite their efforts to remain untraceable and anonymous, Schiff said. Tatiana Bolton, like Michael, I wonder if she's related to Michael Bolton. Anyway, Tatiana Bolton, the former cyber policy lead of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security System, CISA, Jesus, an arm of the Department of Homeland Security said, the action is, quote, exactly what the government is supposed to be doing. We need to put a lot more resources behind not only identifying and attributing cyber attacks, but also going after criminals that uh, perpetrate the hack, perpetrate the hacks. Bolton said, "Quote, because only with significant consequences are we going to stop future attacks." Bolton noted that Monaco noted that Monaco praised the work of law enforcement and the intelligence intelligence officials in her remark and said such cooperation will be increasingly important as the U.S. government mobilizes against an onslaught of ransomware cases. Let's take a quick break from this article. I just wanted to point out, we weren't dealing with all these cyber hacks and attacks and ransomwares when Trump was in office, why we had a strong, competent leader. We have a leader now who actually told China, yeah, 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 hop on our power grid. By all means, go ahead. And now we're seeing, it seems like every week, a new ransomware attack. The Colonial Pipeline, you had the power grid get hacked not too long ago. Not to mention, when Trump got in office, he kicked China off of our power grid because he noticed them get into our systems before he got into office. And this shit sucked while he was in office. Now it's all back. It's acting up again. Isn't this just fucking dandy? Anyway, let's get to this article so I can read my last article and take a nap. Mm. Quote, It makes sense for the FBI to track the money. 
and then they can use whatever tools they have at their disposal to take back whatever funds were whatever funds were stolen," said Bolton, who was also senior policy director for the U.S. Cyberspace Solarium Commission, hmm. which focused on reorganizing the United States to better repel cyber attacks. Quote, the FBI has been doing good work on this, but I think they need to invest even more in resources into their cyber, into their cyber teams so they can do more of it. There's just so many ransomware attacks that are happening all at once. In this article, they have... Uh, a little video here that's just under a minute long. President Joe Biden announces Colonial Pipeline reaches full operation full operational capacity a week after it was shut down following cyber attack. We go now to the footage. As of yesterday evening, Colonial has begun restarting the flow of refined products in their pipeline. This morning, Colonial reported that fuel is beginning to flow to a majority of the markets that they service and they should be reaching full operational capacity as we speak, as I speak to you right now. But I want to be clear, we'll not feel the effects uh, at the pump immediately. This is not like flicking on a light switch. This pipeline is 5,500 miles long. It had never been fully shut down its entire history. And so, uh, so fully, and we have to, now they have to, safely and fully return to normal operations, uh, and it's going to take some time. Still, we expect to see a region-by-region region return to normalcy beginning this weekend and continuing into next week. That was from USA Today. JBS Colonial Pipeline ransomware attacks are just a fraction of what the U.S. is up against, the DOJ official warned CEOs. Luke Dimbuski, who oversaw top international ransomware cases in the Obama administration, said he was encouraged by the, quote, level of urgency displayed by the new, new administration, quote, the damage has certainly reached a national security, <clears throat> has certainly reached national security proportions, said Dimbuski. He served as deputy assistant Attor attorney general in the National Security Division. Dimbuski, who was involved in leading the DOJ's response to many of the largest cyber attacks in recent years, including against Target, Sony Pictures, and Home Depot, and to the Game Over Zeus Bootnet, I don't know what any of that means, that caused hundreds of millions of dollars in losses to the U.S. financial sector. So you mean it hurt... It hurt, like, super wealthy people? Hmm. Quote, Something has to change to break the current dynamic with ransomware, said Dumbuski. That's such a fun name. Dumbuski. Who is now a private... Who is now in a private practice at the Voice and Philpton? Quote, the risks to criminal the risk to criminals have been low and the rewards often high. It really starts with victims coming forward to law enforcement early and sharing what details they can. 
Last week, Monaco issued an extraordinary plea to the nation CEOs to bolster their digital systems against an expected onslaught of devastating ransomware attacks, saying the malicious hacks that shut down the colonial pipeline and meat supply networks were just the beginning. Translation, we have fucked up and let China on our power grid. We're going to blame Russia for every single bit of it because that gives us an out until it's too fucking late. And then, like, everything else we've lied and been wrong about, we're going to eventually slowly prepare you for us to come forward and come clean. And we're going to act like it's a fucking revelation. We're going to act like the rain's not on the fucking walls that, hmm, we let China on our power grid and our systems, and now our shit's getting hacked constantly. Anyway, that's speculation. Honk, honk. That's opinions. Honk, honk. To the article. Honk, honk. Quote, the message needs to be, sorry, the message needs to be to the viewers here, to the CEOs around the country, that you've got to be on notice of the exponential increase of these attacks, Monaco told CB, called told CNBC. Monaco stressed that the high-profile hacks of the Colonial Pipeline and meat processing company JBS were only a tiny sampling of the attacks against America's crucial infrastructure every day. <laughs> Quote, If you are not taking steps today, right now, to understand how you can make your company more resilient, what is your plan? Monaco, uh, Monaco said last week. More like Monaco asked last week. Monaco, who spent the past two months ramping up departmental cybersecurity efforts issued guidance last week requiring all prosecutors to alert a new prosecutors to alert a new national ransomware task force whenever a significant case or development arises. Is this uh no that's a picture. Okay, I thought it was a video. Anyway. The ransomware and digital extortion task force will be run out of, quote, Maine Justice, the department's headquarters in, Was in Washington. Officials said the new policy and task force are part of an urgent effort to improve coordination of many of the many federal ransomware investigations and prosecutions by using similar protocols put in place for terrorism cases after 9-11. So you're saying Patriot Act 2.0. You're putting in the Patriot Act 2.0 and you're using cybersecurity as the, as the Trojan horse. Got it. Got it, got it. And that's the end of the article there. Now, I only have one more article left for you fine, kind folks. It's a bit lighthearted. It's a bit different than what I've been reading so far. And it's from Loudwire.com. Remember Loudwire? Mm, back in the day. It's... This article is from Loudwire. Linkin Park's In The End is the first new metal song to reach 1 billion Spotify streams. Linkin Park's hit song, In The End, surpassed 1 billion streams on Spotify, making the first new metal song to reach the milestone. As noted by Chart Data, 
a Twitter account. This is the second time the song, which was first released in 2000, Jesus, 21 years ago on Hybrid Theory, yeah, I remember, as part of Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory debut. Man, fucking A, I'm old. Uh, then I just sink in. Hybrid Theory came out 21 years ago, going on 22 years ago. Jesus, and Chester's been dead, like, what, six years now? Oh, my God, man. He's just a skeleton in the ground now. Fuck. <coughs> this is the second time the song, which had first released in 2000 as part of Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory debut. He crossed the one... Has crossed the one billion threshold, having obtained that amount of plays on YouTube in early July last year. At the time, in the end, hit the mark on YouTube. The only other rock song to experience the same level of success was Guns N' Roses' November Rain, The Cranberry Zombie in Nirvana Smells Like Team Spirit, and Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Lincoln Park breathes even rarer air regarding the recent accomplishments on Spotify with many of the with many of rock and metal's biggest most iconic songs having yet to cross that coveted one billion mark as seen further down the page quote Lincoln Park's in the end has now surpassed one billion streams on Spotify oh. It's the first new metal song to reach that milestone, and this is from Chart Data Twitter, and their handle is at Chart Data. Notably, Journeys Don't Stop Believing earned its 1 billion stream in February. Meanwhile, Queen have three songs, Bohemian Rhapsody, Don't Stop Me Now, and another one, Bites the Dust. In this category... And Oasis Wonderwall became the first 90 song to net 1 billion Spotify streams back in October. Okay, so look, when it comes to Oasis, they have, like, two good songs. Uh, Wonderwall and, um, 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 that's it. Uh, it's Wonderwall and, fuck. So he's like, don't look back in anger. That fucking song. They have, like, no other good ones. Like, like. Maybe there's three, I just can't think of a third one, but Oasis kind of sucks, man. No, no, I love Oasis, I'm that one hipster. By the way, the Singaporean government listens to this. Hi, Singaporean government, or Welcome Center, or whatever the fuck you're called. Thanks for listening. Upon its release in October 2000, Hybrid Theory was an instant success and was certified platinum. By the, I, by the RIAA in January of 2001. It has since gone on to be certified platinum 12 times with over 12 million units moved, which now accumulates physical sales as well as album-equivalent digital streams. Much of the success has been propelled by In The End, but before the song came out, singer Chester Bennington didn't see the value in the track. Quote, <coughs> I didn't even want it to be on the record. Honestly, he told V Music more than a decade after Hybrid Theory was released. Quote, 
How wrong could I possibly have been? I basically decided at that point I didn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I leave so I leave it so I leave ah, so I leave that to other people who are actually talented and somewhat picking songs that people are going to like the most. Now I love in the end, and I think it's a great song. And this right here, massive rock plus metal songs without 1 billion Spotify streams as of June 7th, 2021. Guns N' Roses, Sweet O' Child of Mine with 960,684,000. Nirvana smells like Team Spirit with 984,001,035,249 plays. ACDC's Back in Black with... Huh, fucking A. With 796,583,050 plays. Metallica under Sandman. 672,713,396 plays. Rolling Stones painted black with... 576,100,036 plays. Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. And let's see. ACDC's top songs. TNT with 282 million. You shook me all night long. All night long. 423 million. Thunderstruck. 566 million. Highway to Hell. 604 million and back in black with 606 million. ACDC song. They made the same three songs great. They made the same three songs over and over, and over again, and no one will make the same three songs over and over again quite like they do. Right, Nickelback. Allison Chains' best songs on here. Down in a hole, losing my soul. At 62 million. Nutshell, sure, 71 million. There they come to kill the rooster at 86 million and what? At 125 million and I'm the man in the box at 140 million. If you can't tell, I grew up on a lot of Alice in Chains. <laughs> Alter Bridge, don't know who the fuck they are. In Love and Memory with 20 million. Addicted to Pain at 21 million. Blackbird at 220 million. Is that a Beatles cover? Watching Watch Over You at 30 million and Metalingus at 55 million. What a name. Uh, Anthraxes. Indians. 13 million. Bring the Noise at 14 million. Got the Time at 15 million and Caught in, the mo in a Mosh at 18 million. Actually, I got kicked out of a Mosh pit not too long ago. Because uh, I, I went to like, the middle of the mosh pit and I just punched somebody and security escorted me out. I was like, this is a fucking mosh pit. The fuck? I didn't like punch a punch, but I like ran my shoulder into him. But you know, I'm, I'm fucking moshing. It's a mosh pit. But you know, you can't even mosh anymore. People are pussies. Anyway, Madhouse with 28 millions. Ew, Ask Alexander. Remember that douchey kid who had Ask Alexander shirt but never listened to the songs? But you'd ask him, like, what's your favorite song? He's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, pulls out a phone, looks at a couple songs, and tells you. And then you're like, have you ever listened to Silverstein? And immediately they're like, oh, I fucking love Silverstein, bro. Fuck. Yeah, actually, I'm a big music nerd. So this is actually really my wheelhouse. Anyway, she and Alexandria, The Black at 36 million, 
Into the Fire at 36 at 38 million, Alone in a Room at 46 million, not the average, not the American average at 47 million, and I won't give in at 48 million. Oh man, Avenged Sevenfold. They were great before they went the went the 500 Death Punch run became a cover band. Welcome to the Stanley at 104 million, Afterlife 109 million, Backcountry. So is that all about China? At 110 million, Nightmare. Ooh, it's your fucking nightmare. At 174 million. And Hail of the King at 259 million. I hate Avenged Sevenfold. Every one of their songs is dog shit, and I cannot stand their bullshit nickelback meets new metal garbage. Rage in the comments, faggots. <laughs> Rage in the comments. Uh, Black Label Society. Not familiar at all, so I cannot talk shit on them. Room of Nightmares at 4 million. Suicide Messiah. <laughs> That's a great name for a band. Suicide Messiah. Actually, I had a great idea for, uh, if I put a band together, I'd be named Justified Judas. So that'd be a great band name. Justified Judas. Anyway, Room of Nightmares at 4 million. Suicide Messiah at 8 million. Fired Up at 9 million. In the in This River at 15 million. And Stillborn at 24 million. Man, I can't wait to hear the song Crib Death. Uh, Black Sabbath. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Black Sabbath and my finest Ozzy Osbourne impression, circa 2006. Having a having a hell of 56 million. I'm showering the children of the grave at 61 million. War pigs at 118 million. And Iron Man. You know, I am Iron Man. Sharon can at 212 million and paranoid at 350 million. Uh, BVB man, y'all remember Black Veil Brides? Shout out those high schoolers, circa 2010 to 2015. Was good, <laughs> it hurts. Goodbye, Agony. Because um, now I'm reading, be reminded of all the years in Black Hair Dye put in, put in listening to you assholes. Goodbye, Agony at 16 million. Heart of Fire at 17 million. Fallen Angels, 21 million. Knives and Pens at 30 million. In the end. Oh, wow. 90 million. Is that a cover? Oh, Blink 182. Oh, no. Blink 182. Let's, let me just do this Adam song. Another one that goes. Was it like I filled apple juice in the hallway? You'll never set room my set foot in my room again. Uh, tell mom it's not her fault. That shit what was that off Enema of the State. Anyway, Adam song at one hundred forty nine million. First date, uh, one hundred eighty one million. What's my age again? What's my age again? Fucking God, remember that song? I, I remember like I remember when it comes to like eighty two. I I I blocked out most of my memory of them. But like. I remember, uh, I remember how much I, I detested, even back in the day, before, every, before it was cool to make fun of his whiny-ass bitch voice, I was already doing it, you can't keep in mind, man, I was raised in a tattoo shop, so I grew up listening to shit like System of a Down, and then it would go from, like, System of a Down, Anthrax, uh, Alice in Chains, Megadeth, Slayer, Iron Maiden, to Blink-182, 
And I'm so sorry. I fucking hated him. You know what the lead singer guy was the drummer? Anyway, one of them got fired because he believed in aliens and he went all off the deep end about it. And now he's like going absolutely crazy and being all bragged because these the CIA is distracting people with bullshit UFO videos. And he's like, I told you so. He's got like to the Star Wars Academy. Dude, he did the Joe Rogan experience like five years ago. Fucking crazy dude, man. Anyway, all the small things at 456 million. Oh, Breaking Benjamin. Oh, all the other ones. As we dance with the devil tonight. And this isn't, I don't sing. I don't know what y'all expected. Uh, dance with the devil at 61 million. Angels fall. Oh, man. God. Really blow me away. He's not on here? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Dude, Halo was the biggest shit back in the day. I played Halo tournaments listening to Blow Me Away. The fuck? They're falling along one at a time, ready to play. Ooh. Anyway, Angels Fall, 77 million. Breath, George Floyd's favorite, by the way. At 89 million, I Will Not Bow at at 132 million and Diary of Jane at 273. Again, no blow me away. Y'all some bitches. That's their best song and you fucking know it. Oh, bring me the horizon. I hated these guys back in the day. True Friends, 92 million. Happy Song, 115 million. Follow You, 123 million. Can you fill my heart at 128 million? And Throne at 181 million. Deftones, oh shit. Any uh, Mighty Mighty Boshtone fans out there besides me? Oh, let's see. Digital Bath, 28 million. Be quiet and drive far away. 33 billion passengers, 37 million. Mm. My own summer, shove it. 66 million. Change in a house of flies, 92 million. Disturbed. As we take the word of one immortal. Disturbed. The vengeful one. 97 million. Indestructible. 127 million. Stricken. And oh. At 362 million. And. And that covers that. Hundred or four hundred fifteen million. He's wearing some gay ass boots in that Dream Theater. Oh shit! Mike Portnoy is in this band. I don't know from that one Wang video. Scene eight: The spirit carries on. Ten million. The enemy inside. Ten million. Another day, eleven million. Panic attack. Eighteen million. And pull me under. Twenty nine million. Evanescence. Actually. Actually, a uh, funny thing about Amy Lee, Amy Lee of Evanescence now writes, like, children's stories. And she's, like, a, a born-again Christian. Pretty cool, right? Anyway, everybody's... <laughs> All these songs are off that one album, too. Uh, like, the My Immortal album. That's funny. Everybody's Fool, 52 million. Call Me When You're Sober, 64 million. Going Under, 118 million. My Immortal, 250 million. Bring me to life, 397. Let me tell you a funny story about, about Evanescence. Uh, when I was a kid, right, I was like 12 when that album came out, and I got it on iTunes for like, I was like six, $6, $6 or $7 at, this point, at that point. I got it. Right? 
I got it because Bring Me to Life was at the end of that shitty ass uh, 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 Daredevil movie, right? That music video where Thevenus is on the roof of that apartment building. Meanwhile, Amy Lee's like getting ready to commit suicide by jumping off the ledge of a building, so she needlessly like like shuffles along the edge of the entire building like around it and then she like meets like the guy who's like the all the things i can't believe i could have seen kept in the dark that guy whoever the fucking rock rapper was oh okay whoever the rock rapper guy was uh, also, did you ever, wasn't it kind of weird that, like, some version of that song just didn't have them, so you'd have moments of just straight quiet, and then she just respond to herself? It was weird when, when like, A9X would do that. God, I miss working for A9X. Or, like, a internship. Would have thought 9x5 would outlive you. Fucking shame. Uh, anyway. I, uh... I had this girl had a crush on it at the church I went to. Uh, let's just say her name's Malice. Drop the M and you got her real name. And uh, this church was called Accelerate. It's a good church over on uh, just off Jackson Road in Ann Arbor. Pretty good church. Don't remember anything. I was, I was too busy hitting on this cute emo chick named Malice. Mm. Back in the day, that was more of a cringing. Mm. Don't misconstrue that for anything creepy. It was like, ugh. Now here I am talking to a big titty adult girl. <laughs> anyway. She was like, oh, you like Evanescence? I totally sing like Amy Lee. And then she let out a sound akin to like a cat in a bag full of broken glass rolling down a barrel in a Dutch oven. <laughs> This is horrible. Can you say two bright eyes? I go open doors. Bring me to life is that a fucking 297 Oh, Five Finger Fuck Punch. Fucking. Remember when Five Finger Death Punch was like the shit, man? I used to listen to them. Fly and Molly. Uh, the Irish Rovers, Dropkick Murphys, and all that shit, and then they just start doing covers. Gone Away, 76 million, Washed All Away at 115 million, Jacqueline Hyde at 162 million, Bad, Bad Company, to the day I die, at 173 million, and Wrong Side of Heaven at 191 million. Yo, Foo Fighters, I lost so much respect for that little cuck Dave Grohl. Might read about it later on. So there's this like Vax anti. Like there's this Vax concert coming up, and like Foo Fighters is like the lead thing of it. And if you actually, if you don't have your vaccine, you can't come in. Dude, these Dave Grohl was part of Nirvana. You know Nirvana. The people who didn't take shit for anybody and weren't gonna be told what to do, right? Like the like Kurt Cobain's fans were like, "We came here to hear you play this song." He would fuck it up. That he would either not play that song. Or he'd be a smartass and fuck it up on purpose. Just look at his MTV video. Not not like the MTV Live one, but the one where MTV was like, you're going to perform Smells Like Teen Spirit. I don't give a fuck what you want to do. So he's like, kill your friends. Bring your gun. <laughs> he sings to this little fucked up Yo Yemeni Sam on meth voice. 
And then, like, uh, censorship people tried to tell him, like, like, oh, you can't say this profanity. So so he did anyway, and then everybody tried to attack him for the song Rape Me. And he was like, no, fuck you. You don't understand it. And now Dave Grohl. Dave, little bitch Grohl. Can we trade? Can you take Kurt, can you take Grohl and keep and let us keep Kurt? Because Kurt sure as fuck would be like, I'm sorry, you want to what? The state, the system wants a vaccine-only concert with us to open it? No, fuck you. Our concert's free. I tell you what, if you're vaccinated, you can't come in. That would be what they. That, that would that would be what, what Kurt Cobain would do. But Dave Grohl, just like every other fucking anti-fuck you grunge band of the day, is now a bitch. A little sad state cock sucking status boot licking bitch. That's really all they are. Rage against the machines not rage on behalf of the machines. They're out there talking all this shit against Trump. Meanwhile, they're supposed to be the anti-war type of dudes, and Trump was the only guy that not ha- he was actually ending wars and didn't get didn't get us into any new wars. Rage against the machines, like, oh yeah, we listen to CNN and NPR all day long, man. We know what's good. Smash the fash, bro. Fucking pathetic little bitches. Meanwhile, real motherfuckers like Sid, like Johnny Rotten, Alice Cooper, fucking, oh, I can't think of his name, Danzig, motherfucking Danzig, bitch. All of them are wearing MAGA gear. Why? Because to be punk is to be conservative these days. Blow me if you disagree. It's always been punk to be an anarchist, and here I am an ANCAP. Fucking bitch fighters. Anyway, food fighters. All my life, 163 million, learn to fly. Uh, 245 million, best, best of you. 307 million. Pretender, yeah, fucking they are the pretenders. Three hundred fifty-five million and ever long at three hundred ninety-one million. Ghost, dude, ghost is the shit. Okay, I don't speak the language, so rats. Thirty-nine million. Here is at forty-two million. Circle at thirty at fifty-six million and dance macabre at sixty-two million. And Square Hammer at $68 million. Ooh, Godsmack. My brother was into Godsmack more than I was. Voodoo, $54 million. Bulletproof, $57 million. Crying like a, crying like a bitch. Uh, $59 million. Awake, $62 million. Oh, that's them. Godsmack is, is the ones who sing. Ah, stand alone. Inside out. That's them, huh? Yep, 131 million. Green Day! Motherfucking Billy Joel Armstrong, bitch! Motherfucking, fucking, dude, 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 one of the greatest clips of over rock history is Billy Joel, Billy Joel Armstrong just, like, ripping his fans apart when they come to boo him and heckle him. Like, like he literally does, like, a flying dive kick off the stage, square into this bitch's jaw for talking shit. It's phenomenal. He gets back up on stage and starts singing. Or, 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 like, he has, like, the crowd whoop the shit out of this dude who shows up. Sing all this stupid shit. And not only that, Billy Joel Armstrong tore Obama apart, tore Bush apart. Hell, he probably tore Trump apart. At least he goes after everybody, not just fucking tribal party politics. 
Butcher Armstrong is still the G man. This is a little weird that he's like fifty something and he's still keeping that emo teen look going. It's a little weird, dude. You quit wearing eyes. Anyway, twenty one guns at one twenty one guns. Mmm, two hundred ninety two million. Good riddance. Time of your life. Fucking my ex is long. Ex is songed. I don't know what you just heard. At 305 million, wake me up when I pass 346 million. Oh, American idiot. Mwah. Magnum opus of their career. 396 million in basket case. Do you have the time to listen to me? At 456 million. Oh, man, I'm just scrolling through here. Any other bands that I actually care about? Do, do, nope. Anyway, that's kind of it for this episode. This is a very long episode. So, again, I'm going to try to make another episode later. I'm going to give my eyes a break from all this fucking Ah, uh, Hope you enjoyed uh, me just scrolling through some music at the end of that. This has been Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I'll see you on the other side of the Great Divide. Mwah! Anarchy for Tim Bully It's coming sometime I don't